I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I hate it. I'm so. Pr- I'm just proud that it's not me this time because yours are like clearly stronger. Mine are just like few and many. No, yeah, I save mine up. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like one like bellowy bitch. Oh, it's good. Are we? Re- we're recording. Yeah, we're in. Oh, okay. But every every week, I'm like, are we recording? Like, yeah, it's great. We're doing it. No, like- literally, I was talking to my dad on the phone today. He's like, did you guys figure out how to end your podcast? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, seems like at the end, you guys just don't know what to do. Because <laughs> like, we don't. Gee, thanks. <laughs> That's why we have the end tag, so they know we're done. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that we're just like, uh, okay, bye. And no, then, yeah, it's like, and then we and it giggles, and then. We're more like friends to the audience. Right. It's Which is funny because we're not at all. No, we off. fucking hate you guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean friends? The, I thought you meant like friends with each other. It's like, yeah, it's all of a sudden. Oh, uh, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we started strong. We're confusing people. We're offending them. <laughs> we're doing great. I think that's what makes a good podcast. Definitely. Yeah. But let's introduce it for real. Okay. Good what? evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is gone in because you said I'm your host, Marta Perello. Oh. And you can and you can introduce yourself. Oh, too. I'm Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you usually take the lead. <laughs> and that's Asia Garment. It's your other host. Um so this week we're starting super late, so we're kind of loopy again. We're oh. always loopy. We're always loopy and unprepared. But I think um, if you've stuck it out through what the fifth episode this is, then you know that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, so. we're just chilling. We're just hanging out. But we're really excited about this week because we've been talking about it in literally every other episode. No, this is a good one this week. It's Birdie. It's Birdie. We it's, made it. We made it to Birdie, which is so weird. Okay, so we rewatched Birdie. Birder. <laughs> we rewatched Birdie because we liked it so much. Yeah. But the first time we watched it was like several months ago. Yeah. We're almost caught up to the point of where we were when we were watching them. And then at a certain point, I was like, yo, I know we've been watching these, but like we might as well make other people involved yes. and do the podcast. Yeah. So we had to like kind of backtrack because the first time we watched it, obviously we weren't watching it being like, oh, these are the bullet points I need to like pay attention to. Definitely. But this one, we were definitely just excited to rewatch. And I'm so glad that we did. No, I, I noticed more stuff this time. Mm-hmm. And also I, because we were actually like looking shit up and I wasn't just like, oh, who's the director? Mom, mom, mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that you did like a lot of research on this. Yeah. Part. Like I, I looked some stuff up because it's actually really interesting there's like a couple of fun facts like they basically they use something called a sky cam for like the first time which mm. is like oh my god i forgot about all yeah that. because there's this whole i mean i'm gonna jump ahead really quick but there's like this whole sequence where you're in the point of view of a bird and it's fucking awesome and it's fucking awesome and peter gabriel did the soundtrack and oh it's yeah like, it's all crazy amazing and so the sky cam is kind of like a predecessor yeah mm-hmm. a predecessor to the drone camera because it is like stabilized and on a cable and like flying around right so oh because oh, i forgot during that scene i mean we'll dive into it but during that scene i was like the whole time i was watching it i was like 
this can't be Steadicam, but it's 1984. Like, what did they use? Yeah. And then you were like, oh, and we like paused it. And Asia was like, I just found out all this stuff. No, yeah, because I think it is invented by the same person that did the Steadicam. Right. So it's That's very, what you were saying. very similar. But yeah, so it's technologically advanced. Oh, the story's beautiful. The acting's beautiful. It really is. It's so good. Well, I guess, okay, let's start. Because this one, we're just going to dive right in. Oh, my God. We're not going to dick around too much. All praise for this. Um, So, Birdie came out December 21st, 1984, which is literally a week after Cotton Club. So soon. So, clearly, he's already like, let's knock out four movies a year. So, what I found is the budget for this film was $12 million. The box office was $1.4 million. No. Which makes me so sad because I really, like... This movie's fantastic. Well, yeah, and it, that's kind of surprising to me because I I didn't dive too much into the research on this part, but it is based off of a book. Oh. So it's like, it would have like a poll, like right, an audience poll. Right. Like it wouldn't be out of the blue. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, and also there's, it's got two stars in it. It's got mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage and it's got Matthew Modine in it who, did, did Full Metal Jacket come out before this? Oh, I don't. I want to say it was like right before this. 1987. No, I was going to say he looks oh, older. Yeah, shit. Full Metal Jacket's 1987. So this is like three years earlier. Well, maybe X nay on what I just said then. It's just <laughs> got a bunch of nobodies in it. Um, well, so here's the here's the, um, the synopsis of this film. To escape an irrational world, Birdie, played by Modine, a Vietnam veteran, sits in an almost catatonic state in an army hospital where he has come to believe he is one of the feathered creatures of his boyhood dreams in an effort to break birdie's silence his sight oh that's that's the word psychiatrist (laughs) (laughs) but i needed a a second um his psychiatrist brings in al colombato which is nicholas cage birdie's loyal best friend of his youth al desperately tries to reach the disturbed birdie and brings him back to reality so basically what this movie is, is it's really awesome because like off the bat, it gives you vibes of like not only the Vietnam War because they're constantly kind of cutting between not actual scenes of the war, but like kind of like eluded ideas and like sounds of Vietnam War. Oh, yeah. There is there is like a lot of cool sound design. In yeah. This, like. During that montage scene when they're, like, point of view, I noticed that, like, they're in the suburb, but you can hear, like, Vietnam war sounds. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, there's a lot of, like, shadow play and, like, birds flapping their wings. And then so then sometimes I feel like they kind of play with the idea of either the wing sound over helicopters or the opposite, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, the bird sound, but it sounds like helicopter, like choppers. But... But before we get into all the depressing stuff, the first note that I wrote for myself was Sandlot, he's hot as fuck. Because (laughs) the beginning of this movie is like they're two boys from Philly and Birdie's kind of just like this weird dude sitting on his porch playing with his pigeons. And in the backyard is this little Sandlot crew and the head of the crew is Nick Cage. And oh my God, 
this is peak. Like we agreed that we were yeah. like, this is peak Nick's hotness. So it's like literally this one and then the next one. And then after that, it kind of tapers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it tapers quickly. <laughs> but <laughs> but he is like just wearing this like ripped ass shirt. His like chest is out. And he's just, oh, he just looks so, I just want to squish his little butt. Oh my God. And his teeth are like messed up, but it's kind of cute. It's, it's endearing because the rest of him is really hot. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it's kind of funny because it does play on this whole idea of the Sandlot because there's this crew of kids and every time they hit their ball into Birdie's backyard, his mom is like the dog and she takes them and buries all the balls and won't give them back. So if they lose their balls, that's that's it. They're that's done. it. The game's done. They, they got to find more balls. So she's just like this demon who's like, you keep hitting balls in my yard. So they um how... Well, how does Nick become friends with him again? Nick becomes friends with him because his little brother Mario. Mario, he kind Nick of, is super Italian in this. Oh yeah, it's it, what's his last name? Columbado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfonso Columbado. Yeah, his name is Alfonso. Um, but Al his, for short. His little brother Mario says that Bertie has taken his his pocket knife oh yes but then he corrects himself and says no birdie just has the pocket knife but it's like he, after al's already like trying to beat the yeah, shit out of definitely. birdie and they're like chasing each other and stuff but it's funny because actually like he when he goes he climbs the fence and be like this the guy who's got it and it's like nick his girlfriend he's already felt a boob at this point oh yeah he's already had the makeout scene under the bleachers yeah like and that's like fresh off the bat with his like nasty teeth and so does she and she was cute but so they're standing there on the fence and then the, like the brother's waiting and Nick's like, this the dude. And he jumps over the fence. And as he's walking up to him, he like turns a fucking side view mirror on a truck to like check himself out again. Oh, so vain. Just so vain, like off the bat. But you know what? If I looked like that, I'd do it too. No. Yeah. Because the nice thing that I noticed about that scene and I wrote this in my notes is he's super vain. But that comes, I think, after you're introduced to his character where he's actually got bandages over his face. Yeah. Because the whole like plot of the movie is that while he's going to visit Birdie in the psychiatric ward, he's got really horrible physical scars on his face oh, yeah. and bandages. And so the whole time it's cutting back and forth between that's a good point. I didn't even really make that full connection because it does. He because because you're right, because I think that the film starts with him talking to like his doctor and then being like, we'll take the bandages off in like a week. But you're you're due at this other hospital where they've like the psych psychiatrist. See, I can't even say the word no, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. <laughs> has, has pulled has pulled him in. And it's like he got like he like fucked up his face in the war and he needs like a steel jaw. Oh, my God. And in. this is this is what Dom was talking about last week when he said he got his teeth pulled. Yeah, because he does have that. He has like one of his front teeth pulled. It's not even like. But I don't actually I was looking and I because I said to you, I was like, I don't know which teeth he actually pulled uh -huh. because I'm pretty sure in Valley Girl, those same teeth were gone. Oh. So he like only had like 14 teeth to work Why with. Why does he have so, no teeth? <laughs> I don't know. But I was trying to figure it out. I was like, it looks like that's where it would be because there's like a huge gap. No, on, yeah, like, massive. The, the right side of his mouth. Yeah. But I don't think those are the ones he pulls. Oh my God. They're probably like his molars or something that he pulled. But he did, but he did pull teeth in, from somewhere. And so his face is in the bandages, so he looks actually swollen and stuff because he wanted to know, like, the pain. No, yeah. And But it is interesting because not only is he trying to help Birdie, like, understand 
and like draw back and like become human again essentially draw back on like memories but then it kind of like how the story's told is it is doing like these flashbacks and it kind of seems like Nick is also like having these memories because he's like sharing these stories no yeah it's definitely like he's like they're both healing each other kind of yeah and him trying to bring Birdie back yeah and um Oh, so in the scene, so essentially how their whole friendship starts is in the scene that he's trying to get the pocket knife back, he realizes, like, Birdie's like, yeah, I'm making carrier pigeons. Oh, yeah, he's training the pigeons to travel with messages and everything. Yeah. And he mentions something to Nick Cage about, like, oh, you can sell them for a lot of money. Or no, Nick no, his, Cage's his brother. little brother says, oh, you could sell those for a lot of money. So he kind of, like, hooks up with Birdie to make cash. And he's like, hey, wait, man, hold up. And then all of a sudden, friendship. So it's, like, clearly, like, Nick is in this in the beginning to, like, make money but he gets a best friend oh yeah and so like really quickly after that they're like climbing the subway they're trying to steal birds they they wear these pigeon costumes birdie makes them these full-size pigeon costumes when they're like literally covered in feathers and oh oh my god marta I i just remembered the scene of him falling so many times it's like an action sequence oh my god the music's great but it's literally him fall like so they so birdie makes them these pigeon costumes and they go to like a pigeon warehouse essentially i think it's like a factory yeah but, but they like it, have but it's a like pigeons. high up on scaffolding and shit with oh okay so yeah. the pigeons just were there yeah I, th- I think they're just like you know that's a good spot for the pigeons oh let's go okay. check it out for some reason i really thought that they were like sneaking into like a pigeon house oh my god i love that but that makes more sense because it was yeah like there was like clearly like shit being worked on oh yeah because because there's a big ass pile of dirt yeah that birdie then fucking falls into for well they're 45 seconds straight <laughs> yeah it's so long <laughs> they're sitting they're sitting on top of this roof and nick is like holding birdie up sorry al's holding birdie up and birdie's like i gotta get lower i gotta get lower and nick's like being handed these birds and he accidentally, like, one starts to fly away, so he lets go of Birdie. And Birdie's hanging off the edge. But he's like, laughing. No, yeah, I literally, one of the quotes I wrote, and he, he's like, how, how are you going to get down? Like, what are we going to do? I have to get help. And he's like, Al, I'm going to fly. Yeah, he's like one hand, and he's like laughing. And it's like so <laughs> ominous because, like, you can tell he's so high up. And so so he he does. He fall, And he's like, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to try and make it to this giant dirt, like, pile. And... <laughs> birdie does fall and but he falls like head first yeah he like, like he, flips like head over feet yeah like like twice <laughs> and and it's funny because he hits and then nick kate and it cuts back to nick and he's running down the stairs while birdie's midair like slow motion whereas nick's like running full speed and it keeps going back and forth and then he hits and then it goes back it goes back to the beginning of the fall but it's like three different it's like the same fall but like four different angles and yeah. it's like over and over and over again and i was like laughing loudly this time well because like literally the music is so intense and serious it's oh got, yeah like, hella peter gabriel drums in it where it's like yes it's like almost jumanji style Oof, so good but so then birdie ends up in the hospital and yada 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 but that's like just very early on into the movie. No, there's so much that happens in this movie because I think it's because it does cut back and forth. But it, it literally, mm. how long? It's the runtime. It's over two hours, right? Um, it's two hours on the dot. Gotcha. Yeah, it's long. It takes you on a saga. 
Well, it's interesting because both stories of like present day and like their friendship when they were in high school is like long. In, like both of them could be their own movie, but interlaced makes it like way more interesting. No, yeah, obviously. it keeps it keeps it moving like at a really steady pace. Yeah, like we forgot how long it was because we were like, this movie's just so good. Well, and plus, I don't. I think that there is definitely like an ellipses of time, at least between the past recollections. I don't know if they're supposed to coincide with like Nick Cage telling Matthew Modine like the stories, and so it kind of. What I'm trying to say is like I don't know how long a period of time their friendship before Vietnam lasts. Yeah. I I want to say it's probably like at least two years. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. But it's probably, it's probably, it almost like, but how it's told, it almost feels like it's like a long summer. Yeah. But I definitely think it's probably like at least a year. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I think it's assumed because they were like, they're like 17. So it's like right before they get drafted. Yeah. Cause they're, they're in high school. Yeah. But I like that you can't tell. It's yeah. just kind of streamlined, even if it is like over like a two or three year period of time. Yeah. Because they go like they go to prom and they um, I just oh, my God, there's so much of this movie. It's like hard for me to figure out like what specifically I want to talk about because so much happens. Yeah. And I I have written here in all caps and maybe you can help me because I, I didn't do a great job of like. I was like, I'll remember this. But now I'm like, what did I write? In all caps, I wrote plucked and fucked. What is plucked and fucked? Because they're talking, he's talking about like the pigeons at one point. And like Nick's like, oh my God, because because they build a pigeon coop in the backyard. And then the mom dismantles it. Oh, and Nick yeah. Cage is like, she sold your pigeons to the butcher. Oh yeah. And he's like, no, they're coming back. Well, because, okay, that's what it was. So since Matthew Modine fell, off and like broke his arm or his leg oh it was his leg yeah, like yeah. he well I don't know if he actually ended up actually breaking his leg because he kept being like I think my buddy broke his leg but then he ended up seeming to be like all right yeah but he definitely like hurt himself totally and his mom after that is like breaking down their like little like chicken coop or like <gasps> no more of these pigeon shenanigans and she just like burns it she's like setting a fire and yeah. his dad's like yeah like sorry your mom's like kind of the boss of me yeah. so well the parents fucking suck in this movie yeah they do they're all horrible like quasi-abusive people yeah like the mom like birdie's mom is like mean old like leathery like angry at everybody she is a hag (laughs) and then the dad's kind of like birdie please your mom is so mean to me like he's got no fucking balls yeah and then like nick cage's dad hits him yeah he hits him he's like aggressive like philly garbage man like He's Italian, and he's like, fuck yeah, and like Nick can't stand up to him, but Birdie somehow is able to. Oh, Birdie doesn't give a fuck. He's like screaming no, in his dad's like, face. he's like, it's all about the pigeons. Like, <laughs> you can't off. stop my love for birds. Exactly. And like, he he like, <laughs> literally like, why, am I, why do I take notes like this? Plucked and fucked, and then mammary glands, we're talking about tits here. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, that's the notes that I took. Those aren't helpful at all. Asia wrote, like, good notes and, like, paid attention. I don't know. My notes are also, <laughs> I'm Birdie and Marta is Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many scenes where, like, Birdie's, like, <laughs> they're, like, at a fair. And Birdie's, like, look at this thing. This thing's cool. And Nick's got, like, two girls around him. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to break down. So let's talk about Birdie for a second and then we'll jump to Nick. Yeah. 
Because it's hard, it's hard to, like, understand them without, like, you need to understand each character in order to understand, like, their stories. So, Birdie, he loves birds. It's not really ever explained why the birds. I, you know what I think it is? What? I think the reason he loves birds, because he's always, always like, yeah, but they can fly. They can fly away from any situation. Oh, he feels, he like, has, trapped? He feels, like, trapped because his mom is, like, crazy. So I think he's like, it's kind of the whole like Jenny thing where it's like, I wish I was a bird so I could fly far, far away. Like, that's what I think is attraction to birds. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, he is so obsessed with birds. Like after the pigeon thing comes to an end, he decides to get like, what are they, parakeets? It uh, it seems like a finch kind of. A finch? But like he gets like a pretty yellow finch who's, that's like his girl now and then he gets like a boyfriend for her and then they have babies and eggs and stuff and like that's when he has like the pov dream about the bird and has like and mind you like he has built his room so there's like a giant bird cage and then his bed's on top of it like a bunk bed yeah so his room is like a bird cage yeah and his mom fucking buys a cat to like get rid of the birds (laughs) she's such a bitch she's such a bitch and then it's like the one time that birdie like does a normal teenager thing and goes to prom and he gets like a date to prom with a girl who like genuinely likes him well because he gave a speech about birds in class and she was like i'm so wet yeah like she looked at him and was like (gasps) and he is like matthew modine's really cute this no he's adorable yeah he's like what did you what did you call him you're like he's like almost what did you say he was i don't remember like he's very socially awkward and like very like intelligent but like does not understand social cues at no all. so like this girl's throwing herself at him oh yeah especially at prom like they go to like a lover's lane type situation and she's like i had a really nice time so i thought i would like treat you and like takes her top off and he just like hits her <laughs> boob like he literally like looks at it and like pokes it and, like kind of grabs it and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm <laughs> and, so like, ugly and, like puts her clothes back on and he's like okay <laughs> And then he goes home and gets naked and lays in the birdcage. It's that's a beautiful scene though, because that's when the that's when the sky camp starts. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's like a wet dream about birds. Oh, but before that, he has an actual wet dream about birds. Does he? It's like it's like a couple nights before that, and he's like laying in bed, and it's just he's like talking. Oh, it's it's him narrating, but it's actually the side of a building. And it's just this bird oh, shadow yeah. that's like cascaded along the whole side of the building and flapping its wings. And he's like saying something really beautiful and the music's all great because Peter Gabriel. And then when he wakes up, he's like dripping in sweat. <laughs> and then he like, <laughs> oh my God, the finch. <laughs> and he, he like wakes up and he's like, oh. and he's like looks around and he like grabs something and like puts it under the sheets and like wipes his dick off because Jesus. he like clearly had a wet dream about this bird i also want to like, but i think it's about flying it wasn't about like it's not about birds it's yeah. about like flying and being free exactly yeah i do want to add like a little side note since we briefly mentioned that it's a really visually interesting movie and has a lot of shadow play mm-hmm. and especially that sequence but the director is the same director as the wall and, like, I know that Marta hasn't seen it. I fucking love that movie. But when eventually we watch it, you're going to be like, this looks like Birdie. Yeah. Well, like, when you... Because I know you said that the first time we watched it. Uh-huh. But I didn't, like, know what that meant. Because I yeah. was like, well, I haven't seen that movie, so I have no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from what you kind of explained to me of The Wall, and just, like, from what I know of, obviously, like, Pink Floyd and what I imagined that it would be, mm-hmm. is watching it this time around, I noticed that it was a lot more 
artistic and like wild and crazy so I could see how that same director and because you said it also takes place in like the Vietnam War right it's actually World War II oh it's World War but II it, but it does have to do with war right so I could see like the the use of the music and like the artistic yeah. and like just the well-made story and like it's kind of dark the whole time like it's like almost really dark but it's like it's like light-hearted because yeah. they're like boyish friends who are like doing all this fun oh my God, shit it's like borderline romantic their friendship is so romantic it's so beautiful and Asia good. said it like three times it is like a lot of their interactions is romantic but like really not in, in like a way that's like because they do kind of make fun of the whole idea of like his friend or his the psychiatrist is like talking to al and he's, he's like, like well we're not queers yeah and he's like well how close were you and he's like we weren't queer if that's what you're asking no yeah i think they just have like a really like emotionally intimate friendship yeah oh, so because good. they found family like in each other yeah where they didn't have family and Al kind of brought out the more social side in Birdie, whereas, like, Birdie, like, taught Al how to, like, find passion and, like, find something, like, beautiful and find, like, the beauty and, like, the little things. But even but even that tests Nick at a certain point because after the sequence of him having this, like, really intimate, weird, naked moment laying in the bottom <laughs> of the birdcage, like, after prom. And it's, like, pretty because it's, like, his naked body. Matthew Modine has the cutest little tush. Oh, my God. Um, squeeze it. Squeeze it. We didn't see his balls, though. Not this time. Like, I thought it was going to be kind of Sean Penn style. But, <laughs> no. But um, he... We were, we were deprived of the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of skin I didn't get to see. But the next morning, you know, like, he... Like Al finds him naked in the birdcage. He's like, oh my God, you hooked up with her. Tell me about it. And he's like, I can't quite describe it. And, and Al's like, well, try. Like, tell me. And he's like, oh no, nothing happened with the girl. It was the birds. It was the birds. And he was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. He's you like, you gotta cut this shit out. He's like looking all disheveled, like with his half button shirt and his tie is like kind of undone. And his, like, and Nick's got, Nick's got like literally lipstick on his collar, yeah. like mouth imprints. Love. He gets some pretty often throughout the movie. I totally <laughs> forgot about the really weird sex scene. Oh my god, it's perfect. Where like they're underneath there's a point where, you know, they're all at the carnival and it's like two girls and um Bertie and Al because Bertie had never seen the ocean, so they go to the boardwalk. And they pick up these two chicks. Like illegally in, like, in an unregistered vehicle. Oh, yeah. Because they, they bought this like they bought this car from a junkyard and then revived it. Yeah. And they like rebuilt it. And then they but, but it's not registered. And they're like fucking 16. And so they drive they drive it there. And um, after like, you know, they're having fun with these girls. All of a sudden it cuts to a scene where they're underneath the boardwalk. And Birdie and this other girl are like four feet away from them like they're sitting on an embankment directly next to al having sex with this other girl oh my and she's like <laughs> moaning and she's like stop no, but she i mean she was like into it but she kept going like ow like, <laughs> it like looked painful no and then birdie and the other girl are like making weird small talk until the girl finally gets upset and it's just like you're not leaving me alone with this weirdo anymore and the girl runs off she's like pushes nick off her and like trying to pull her pants up she's like you always do this sharon and like they're just like fighting and Nick's like, what the hell, man? Like, I'm trying to get some. Right? Which is like, why? Like, why right there? Why right next to them? I do. Yeah. It was so weird. It tell Birdie no to go sense. away. I'd be like, Birdie, you're too innocent for this. Go take her to the other side of the beach. Right. Like, there's so much beach around them. I just don't get why they didn't just like, like, just or just turn around. But that's like his arc, too. 
like birdies no nick cages because he gets to the end of the movie and he's like humbled and like does this amazing monologue which i do want to talk about a little bit more later um but yeah definitely he goes through the metamorphosis of being like an incredibly vain person to being like this humbled person with facial deformities yeah yeah because he does um so they get they get arrested at the beach right after that they get arrested and so then that's when like this whole that's when we start to see actually birdie's like character come in a little bit more and like see like his passion and his drive and how he yes he's awkward and like in social settings but he has like such a strong backbone because they get arrested they go to jail then nick cage's dad has to bail them out of jail and he's like slaps nick and is like yelling at him and stuff and birdie's like that was our car you couldn't sell it like blah 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 and like even nick like in his narration is like birdie's the only person who was able to stand up to my dad and i never was able to yeah but which is funny because birdie's not able to stand up to his mom no they're they're strong in different ways exactly but i guess like there's i mean there's a lot with like them when they're younger but as far as like everything that they're cutting back to is it's interesting because it's a lot of Nick talking at Birdie because Birdie like truly believes he's a bird. Yeah, no, because because the whole thing is that they both went to Vietnam and where Nick Cage has gotten physically injured, Birdie, there's like this whole sequence where I guess Birdie was in a helicopter and it got shot down Mm. and he was like the last person surviving and then they got like napalm bombed or whatever yeah and there's like this whole this part where he's just screaming and watching these birds flying away yeah and so he's kind of like and I think they say that he was like MIA for a little bit so he's probably a prisoner of war yeah and he's just kind of regressed back into this state of like silence and like sitting in his almost called it a cell but i guess it's his room yeah um naked and like perching on things like a bird yeah and his like movement is like insane no yeah like, his acting is very bird-like totally he's if, a, if a, i've never seen a person become a bird but he, he was a bird he somehow balances on on the edge of his bed frame and is just <laughs> like completely naked like <laughs> you guys that can't see is so good you guys can't see me but just google matthew modine birdie and it, you'll see it's the cover it's like, it is the cover it's like part of the cover there he is <laughs> cute little butt um <laughs> but it's funny because like when that scene happened it's just like a shot of him like sitting in the moonlight like perched up as a bird like it's a beautiful shot but there's something so funny about it cool because it's just like a little ridiculous i think that's that's i haven't read the reviews but i bet that it would be along the lines of like it's really beautiful if you can get past the initial ridiculousness yeah yeah like you could easily make fun of this movie but look past it <laughs> well because i feel like when the first time we watched it we went into it kind of being like oh, it's a fucking movie about matthew modine being a bird oh. right right and we watched well, we it, thought we nick like, was gonna be the bird oh yeah yeah and then we were like what <laughs> but then we got to the end of it and we were like that was fucking amazing yeah like we all we watched this with one of our roommates and we all looked at each other as soon as that movie ended and we we're like this is like on the top 10 of my favorite movies Definitely. like easily out of nowhere because it looks good it's got great music to it and it's so beautiful it's like got a beautiful theme and the friendship is like it's just like yeah it's just emotional <laughs> yeah especially because the this is why we came here moment this time it wasn't a freak out it was no. like a really emotional monologue from nicholas cage it's super powerful and it goes on for like 
it's you pointed out that it's one take yeah and it's just like a slow zoom and it's just nick talking to like a t- catatonic birdie yeah just being like please i'm at my wits end well it's Respond. not even, it's not even like him responding it's he feels so broken because he can't reach birdie that he's actually saying like I should just pretend to be crazy too. And then oh, we yeah. can both be in here and I can take care of you and I won't leave you here. Yeah. And yeah. so he's sort of being like, I, I don't want to be outside in the world. Like I want to be in your world. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I it. just got chills. <laughs> and, we're, and we're making really intense eye contact. Too. <laughs> I just love you so much. I, I think Asia and I like this movie so much because it's a romantic friendship and we're really gay for each other. So. Oh my God. We're so in love. I know. <laughs> Asia tucked me in this weekend. It was good. And you were naked. <laughs> and I was naked. <laughs> we need to catch up on the weekend at some point. Podcast <laughs> fam. I know. We like dove right into the movie and we're not even being being funny because we're like yo this is like a very beautiful film yeah i need to talk serious i don't even know what to make fun of it because i liked like it's just so pretty no i mean the only thing you can make fun of it is is like what i said if you just summarize it with like matthew modine is a bird right right (laughs) right but it's i think i think it's just interesting because it just plays on the whole idea of like when ptsd was at like some of its strongest Mm -hmm. and so to comment on his ptsd like nick cage's because he like is repeatedly like waking up screaming in the middle of the night and like stuff like that that's like the ptsd that we're used to seeing out of vietnam Mm -hmm. but to see like somebody literally turn into an animal and go through like crazy stuff like because he's in a psychiatric war like it's army but but there's even actually there's even other instances of ptsd that they show because like the secretary for the psychiatrist is it's the dad from Stand By Me, and he's every like fifth sentence he says like he just spits, and at first you're like Asia was like wow that was a really a uh, strong character choice just because you have like a minute on screen, but when Nick Cage asked the doctor he's like what's wrong with your psychi or with your secretary and he's like oh ever since the war he has a really bad taste in his mouth so he just can't stop spitting, so that's just like another it's like a tick yeah it's like a, it's like another weird tick that these people have because they've seen so much fucked up if true <laughs> fucked up if true um so he does this long monologue and it's beautiful and touching it's very good and he does get through to birdie because then birdie at one point like looks up at him and what does he say to him he literally looks up and he's like that was so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and then they both are like we're breaking out of here. Well, no, because oh. first, because Nick Cage is like, oh, my God, Bertie, I'm so happy you're back. And then the psychiatrist and all of these doctors and nurses like yeah. run in and they're like, all right, sir, it's time for you to go. And he's like, no, Bertie's speaking. And the Bertie's just like sitting there, like not responding. He's like, come on, man, what's going on? Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like shaking him. He's like, tell him what you told me. And then they like he starts like fighting off the orderlies and shit and when they're all gone he's like birdie why don't you say anything birdie's like i didn't have anything to say <laughs> <laughs> fucking god damn it so when they yeah and then they come back in again and he's like no he's talking he's talking but then birdie's still not talking so nick cage is like punching people out and like they are they're breaking out and they like run to the roof and birdie's like seeing the outdoors for the first time he's like broken out of his cage and he goes and he runs off the side of the fucking roof and jumps off and nick cage is like birdie no and it's like slow motion and there's like peter gabriel like drums oh my god and it's so fucking intense and you like expect the worst and nick cage like runs the edge and looks over and it's just fucking matthew modine like turns around really quick and is like 
what? <laughs> well, it looks like it looks like he jumped off a super tall building, but then and it feels that way because this movie yeah. seems so it could have very easily ended that way. Well, because honestly, parts of it are shot like an action movie, like when he's falling off the rafters earlier. Right. It's like it's just like really slow and dramatic and like multiple takes. And and they kind of mimic that in that in that last shot. Yeah. But then when he goes to run and look. There's actually a building that's only like maybe ten feet lower. I wouldn't so even say ten. It's like, probably like five or like six. Maybe, yeah. And so that's where he jumped onto. And he's like, looks up at him. He's like, "What?" And what, then, what's ro- wrong? Roll credits. Roll credits immediately afterwards. Like some type of a. And what song is it, Asia? Bum bum bum. No, <laughs> it's the song that you were like, "Why is this the theme song?" Oh, it's La Bamba. La Bamba. It's La Bamba. <laughs> Who did the music supervision? It, it was so good. It was great. It's all Peter Gabriel and then La Bamba like four times. Yeah, literally like four times. It's like the motif for the movie for some reason. It's like them running with dogs, like all this other shit. It's good, but it's great because the director, the uh same guy that did the wall whose name is escaping me at the end of the podcast <laughs> it's t- we're tired alan You're parker tired. i don't know sure most of his movies end badly or it is alan parker oh fuck i knew it <laughs> i'm so smart <laughs> <laughs> but most of his movies are pretty bleak at the end like the wall and i think he's done like a couple more like war movies when you say just because i'm not familiar with his work when you say bleak is it like depressing or is it like bleak as in like i won't tell you how the wall ends because we're gonna watch it you hate that and we're gonna watch it but it's kind of like ambiguous and it's not a happy ending it's just sort of like like, oh oh and and we're done okay which it's it, it is Okay, no, we're not going to go on the wall tangent. That's for a different. No, no, no. That's for a different thing. No, no, no. Um, well, that makes sense then, because you said that it that the movie very well could have ended with him jumping off and Nick yelling, "Birdie, no!" and then rolled credits and not see him. Yeah, because I think I did say this when we were watching it that I bet that it was probably ambiguous, and then test audiences were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait! He just got out. We we want him to win." Right, right. You did say that. Yeah. When that ending happened, the first time we watched it, we turned to each other and we're like, this is my favorite movie. Like, we It's like, so good. <laughs> we're like, wow, that was an amazing fucking movie. And no, the ending so is strong. Good. It is strong. It's, it's great. Like, I, I wasn't, it was probably one of the first movies that I watched where I wasn't pissed that it was a happy ending. Yeah. It worked. It wasn't like Cotton Club at the end where I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, you're like, they shouldn't be happy. No, be no. sad. This is a Francis Ford Coppola movie. <laughs> right, right. I, um, so what do you, what would you rate this one? Dude, solid, like, I'm going to stick with the, the twos and threes, 9.3. Okay. I, when we were watching it this time, I was like, I give it a 10. Asia was like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, calm down. But then I thought about it, and you're right. I'm apprehensive. We're only five in. No, yeah. I can't be throwing out tens this We're early. already... We're not already. We're only like five out of what? 100? 100. 100. Uh, solid 100. Yeah, as of now. 5%. Yeah. I can't. You can't give I it a can't. 10. It's I can't too, give it a 10. It's too early. That's, pre- that's presumptuous. Um, so I'm going to go. I, I am going to give it a high nine, though. So I'm going to go with like a 9.7. Okay, vibe. Because I really thoroughly like. Oh, I, I think so every single. I know we've said it so many times over and over again, but every single person needs to find a way to watch this movie because it's fantastic. It's so good. Pacing, great. Story, amazing. Nick? Characters, great. Nicolas Cage, best boy. Best boy. This is this is his best acting I've seen so far. Yeah. He's um, like close to peak attractiveness. I and, think he is. And it's good. No, Boy in Blue, remember he's ripped? Oh, he's ripped. But we'll get but, there next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's next week on. <laughs> um, I do really quickly, because I know we're like running out of time, but 
I thought of this the other day, and I'm pretty sure I told you this story, but it's something that I totally like forgot about. I have a pigeon story. Oh my god! And I I don't remember when it was. It had to have been like probably like six months ago, maybe a year ago. But I was driving home from work, and I'm usually because I just drive Wilshire the whole way home, and so I'm usually in like stoplights and I'm waiting. Yeah. And this fucking pigeon, which there's like never pigeons in LA, but this fucking pigeon. It was it was so weird because I feel like he I might have texted you too and be like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. But I had my windows down and I look at this pigeon and he's like on the ground, just like waddling around doing whatever the fuck pigeons do. And then he takes off. And I think I think I don't think a pigeon has a plan, (laughs) but I think he was trying to like get over my car and like shot short because I feel like we made eye contact and it was one of those like where I could see him coming. It was like, whoa, and like, <laughs> he, he like kicks off the ground and this motherfucker in my windows down, this motherfucker kicked me in the goddamn head. No. Did I not tell you this? You didn't tell me this, but that sounds like my worst nightmare. It was, I was so startled and like it like kicked off the ground. It like saw that it was like about to hit what he thought was probably glass there was not glass because my window was down oh no and it went and then it fucking it kicked off my head to then take off again and i literally like and there was people around me because it was nice out so like the windows were down and i literally just like went ah like i was just like oh i don't even remember what i did i think i just was like like it's like when you almost get hit by a car you just kind of have to carry on right i was just like i didn't have time to really like scream so i just went like bah and like (laughs) i remember like there was people in the car like next to me and they were cracking up and i was like and then by that point the light turned green and i was like ready to go Mm -hmm. but we totally like made eye contact and they were like laughing at me and i was like and like and then just took off and i remember i don't know who i texted but i texted someone i was like yo a pigeon just kicked me in the goddamn head jesus christ so that's my birdie related story well i will say one more thing and that's although i love birdie i really just hate birds in general yeah i'm not they're unpredictable i don't yeah my boss has a parrot and like he is condescending and i don't i just don't agree (laughs) our morals don't align (laughs) no um i don't we don't have a this is why we came here moment besides the monologue. Yeah. So I can't really rate his freakouts because he just did a good job acting. Yeah. I'm, but I would give his acting like probably a 9.3 still. I'll Yeah. I'll agree with you on that. Cool. I feel like I always agree with you on the second part. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. Yeah, solid. Good job, Asia. Um, <laughs> well, cool. So this has been Gone in 60 Seconds. What's our what's our social media? We usually have the Instagram running. The Ginsta. I haven't posted in a while. At gone in 60 seconds yes spelled n-i-c-s-t-y yes 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 <laughs> I, won the, I won the spelling beans that was great <laughs> did you yeah oh lit um <laughs> spelled l-i-t <laughs> um, but uh and then we also have a twitter um i also realized that i always go we have a tweeter we have a tweeter i totally stole that from chase anderson from that might be cool podcast oh i heard him say twitter that way and i've said it every single episode and i was like i hope he's not listening shout outs to him hey chase um (laughs) but we do have a twitter and it has one post and (laughs) it's gins pod g-i-n-s-p-o-d and then we, uh, if you want to send us any sort of random shit at our Gmail, it's gone in 60 seconds at gmail.com. Please send us pictures, links. Nudes. Definitely nudes. Goodbye. Bye. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>